Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you guys uh, doing this with me. This is going to be my first little Zoom version of the podcast. So, Steve, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yes. Uh, what's going on, everybody? My name is Steve Delgado. Uh, I, I live in Vegas, originally from L.A., but raised in Vegas. I'm an actor, writer, but main, most importantly, I'm a storyteller. Um, I've been doing this consistently for like about like five years. Um, I started when I was 18, but the, the hardest part was just trying to get started and try to try to find that direction. And it took some time, but uh, you know, I finally got the direction that I needed, you know, and I'm, you know, still grinding to this day. Um, I'm uh, and yes, I'm Latino, I'm Venezuelan. Uh, my parents are from are, are from Venezuela. Uh, oh. Me being, you know, me being a Venezuelan American, uh, me representing Latinos all over all over the country. You know, it's always a huge honor for me. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a fun fact about me. Uh, man, I, I, I'm I've always been that kind of guy that likes to you know do anything and everything, uh, whatever you know piques my interest. So. In third grade, um, I uh, it took me to learn the game of chess in like three days, and uh, within like three months, I uh, I I was placed in the top five for state in the state of Nevada. Just because you know I just going around and chess to me chess is simple. Uh, you just really gotta be steps ahead of your opponent and just know where you are all times before it's really be focused at all times and i like taking my time um but uh I, that would, but this is at third grade and, uh, you know and i haven't even reached my potential yet and for me not to reach my potential yet and i'm still like this it's scary so uh for people that you know that probably don't like me and stuff like that well you well i'll just say you better watch out because i'm coming i'm coming for everybody so I love, I love your amazing analogy talking about the chessboard, which is going to be an amazing like focal point of what our chat's going to be today. Um, it's going to be really cool to hear how um, Mike actually feels when it comes to like his personal experiences too and like seeing your guys's rebuttal and everything you guys are really cool um as far as the podcast goes guys welcome on this is kiara spirituality that was our introduction with our awesome steve um this chat was a very uh last minute and it's awesome to see how people show up and want to be a part of um, communicating chatting and collaborating and just expressing their talents so i'm really excited to um, have you guys here in on steve and mike i would love if you could introduce yourself as well all right so i'm mike schrager uh born in new jersey been in New Jersey moving like my whole life I went to school in Pennsylvania uh I have a journalism degree and in earning that degree I realized how little I want to be a journalist but it was a little late and I you know that whole story mm -hmm. and uh yeah I mean I don't really have like I'm uh I'm more of like a jack of all trades master of none like I'm I kind of just do like I guess like more gig to gig. So like, it's kind of, I guess you probably are similar with uh, being an actor, like not having a boss, like 
being your own boss more and getting gigs rather than like someone telling you what to do for years and years. But yeah, I do a little bit of contracting. I just like try to like fix up houses. Me and my girlfriend like work on some flips and stuff. But, and that was only for like the last year and a half, two years. Before that, I was just doing desk jobs, you know. And then now I just got my yoga teacher training and I'm trying to pivot into like my main goal, I guess, is when I grow up. I'm 28, but when I grow up, I want to be a some sort of spiritual something that helps people. I don't really know what to call it. Maybe not like a, just someone who's there to help people in their spiritual journey. That's all I know, but I don't really have any, uh, yeah, I guess I'm my only, I don't really have anything. That, I'm pretty, I've always said I'm like very physically average, like the most average you could be in where I'm from out of anyone, but I'm pretty weird. And like, I'd say like my main talent is like, just like learning and like, I guess not being normal. So I'm like willing to look into things that most people aren't where like, you know, like that's where my, my, uh, my talent base is like, most people don't have time to read these 5,000 page ancient stories. I do. I could summarize them, teach them later, hopefully. <laughs> I love that. Um, we were talking, so to give you a little bit of feedback, Steve, on how I met Mike, uh, I do um, psychic readings and healings and teachings. And when he and his um, girlfriend came in, they were looking to do a session. So they booked a session with me. We sat down, we chatted, and Mike was telling me a little bit about how he was more of a, did you say it was like a sporty jock type personality before? Yeah, like, well, yeah, like I was, I didn't, it wasn't really an option for me, like playing baseball, sports, I, it was, uh, I was playing, and then when I was like, till I was like, you know, 15, I was like an athlete, and then when I was 15, I was like, wow, like, these guys really like this, and I don't like doing, like, I don't like this, I'm not having fun anymore, and I realized, like, at that, at that age, like, it's not for me, the whole like traditional team sport. And like, even then I knew like, I'm not going to fit into a team sport. Really. I'm not going to fit into like a big job setting like that. It's not that I don't get along with people. I do. It's just, I'm not like most people. And I'm sure everyone knows there's differences, but there's like, people are good at certain things, consistent things. I'm not, that's my weakness. Like I live for not knowing what's coming next. So that's why the whole like, rigid uh scheduling of everything and how sports work like oh every tuesday you're at a game you're gonna do that and it's, uh, it just gets overwhelming to me it's like the way i see stuff like that like consistent uh commitments to things that are like long term same thing it's like picturing a a long tunnel and there's like many doors and you just see yourself opening each door until you're a 90 year old man and that's like i just start seeing that tunnel and i'm like i'm at it here <laughs> And that's why I thought it was an amazing analogy to see the difference because with Steve, like what I've noticed with your work, you have this dedication, you're, uh, you just did these um, two short films that you directed. And um, I wanted to ask you about that commitment and that attention and that time, like what, what made you decide to create those two films and what can you share? Because I know you're submitting it and I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but what kind of drove you to create that, um, if that makes sense? Um, so this was filmed 
well, both of them was filmed in the span of a month. So the first one is Lookout, the drama, which was filmed around, it was actually on, what, Saturday or Sunday would be a year. Would be a year since wow. then. Um, so uh, I, I I did it because well a couple of reasons. Number one was uh, I number one pandemic. No nobody was filming. I was like and I'm I'm telling my cinematographer that uh, he lives in Kingman, Arizona, and I have these two actors in mind. Just like we just wanted footage. And nobody's filming because, you know, nobody knew anything about the pandemic. And uh, and I was looking at um, another mentor. Her name was uh, her name was Wendy Wright. And uh, she was on live with a lot of casting directors and producers and stuff. And and she was like, you know, yo, this is the perfect time to film because nobody's doing it. Nobody's filming. Nobody's out there. I mean, just do something. And just from right there, that was a lot. I think it was a few days before that. And I was I was trying to ask the cinematographer, hey, are you doing anything this weekend? It's like, nah, yeah, I'm busy. So I went to talk to my cinematographer that I worked with before or prior. Um, he lives in Kingman. And I was like, hey, I got this. Can we do something? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do it, man. I'm, I, if that, hey, I'm with you. I'm bored as hell. I want to film it too. And he just came down. I had my actors. I knew the location where I wanted. And we just did it. This was my first time directing it. I wrote it and, and I acted it, but directing was my first time diving into it. And uh, I, it was such a, it was such an amazing experience because it, it was, I, I swear, from beginning to end, it was just all fun. It was really all fun. I, I barely took a break, but then because I didn't feel like I needed to take a break because it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm you're so in the zone and you don't want to carry, you don't want to leave that momentum. So um, with uh, with Lookout. Uh, yeah, not everybody just had a, such a good time, and then um, just from right there, um, when it came to the editing process, it took me oh my god, in total, this is a three minute short film. It took me, uh, it took me like 18 19 hours to, to, to edit that because that first day, yeah, first fixing day up in post, cool. baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, post man, I, and I was like, it was like I shouldn't be that long for three minutes, but no, there's just so much that uh, that needed to go and play. And then the first time when I I left, I thought because I, I arrived in Kingman, Arizona, because Kingman's an hour away from Vegas, and so I go up there, I arrive at six, I leave till almost five o'clock in the morning, um, and then I thought I was done, and then I I woke back up, I slept, I, I looked at the film, I'm like, damn, ah. Something's wrong. I talked to him. Said, "Hey, I gotta come back. There's something wrong with it. I see. There's see. There, I see some few mistakes there." And um, and then that was that. Um, and then my second one, uh, I had written it because the same person, Wendy Rice, she got a, she made like a challenge to mm-hmm. us, like write something uh, involving you know uh, the pandemic or something related to it or whatever. So. I made this, I wrote this romantic comedy, me and a, a friend that's not in the industry. He's mm-hmm. like a, a casual friend. And mm-hmm. uh, me and him were working out because uh, at the time, gyms were closed. So uh, I'm just like, hey, uh, I have this topic, like, well, let's think of something while we're working out. And uh, we, we we took like maybe 20 minutes to figure it out. And then once I went back home, it took me like 30 minutes to write it. And then the, cra- the crazy thing is I... Uh, there was a girl that lives in Vegas. She wanted to do something. 
And then, you know, we were, okay, I had everything ready, everything set. And then, like, little by little, she started backing out. And uh, um, I I don't know. I was like, well, I mean, I'm, I still want to do, I mean, I wrote this. I want to finish what I started. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, fine. She, she's gone. I'll ask the same girl that was in Lookout to be in the romantic comedy. So she said yes. And the same cinematographer, you know, he had to, he happened to be in Vegas. So he got his stuff and we recorded it in the apartment and his, and his friend's apartment and we just filmed and uh that one was that one took longer um because it was just it was longer and the, the that that short film was like six minutes long mm-hmm. um and uh, and both uh both won awards both got to film festivals my my the girl on both both films she won best actress in both oh my gosh so, nice yeah Yes, yeah. So it's like I was so when I the first time I heard that it was like I was just so happy for her, and 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 more and me too. But it was like I'm happy for that she won that. Like, wow, you won, you won in my film. That's it was just so crazy. Um, uh, and then uh, and 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 the amount of love that she received when I posted it was just unbelievable. That's why I, you know, I I try to you know tell her and everybody else like listen. You have the potential. Just, just really don't give up on it. Because I'm, I'm for me, I'm self motivated. I don't, I don't have doubt about this of what I'm doing. Because I know I'm gonna make it. I know I'm gonna be big. I know that. Uh, mm-hmm. I have no doubt about that. Um, but just this, the reaction that for both films she got, it was just a testament that damn, we just, I, I just, it was just amazing just to see all that. And uh, and it was crazy because like. If the, the original girl didn't drop out, she could have. Well, she could have won that. Who knows? But right, I'm not. Things happen for a reason. And uh, the my the second girl, the girl um, Susie. I'll, I'll I'll give her her name. Susie. She uh she won it, and you know I'm very proud of her. We're we're very close. We're very cool. You know I help her out. You know so you know. Um, so, That's but, what I like yeah, with talking about this. I think for you especially, like, the biggest thing I'm seeing is that the analogy of the chessboard, right? You saw opportunity. You saw other people weren't doing it. You went out. You talked about it. You made it. You did it. And I think that that's a very big deal thing, especially with, like, you won you won those two awards, right? You won a bunch of awards for these two films. You had somebody in the film that also won Best Actress. Like, that is spectacular. And say you never took advantage of that time, maybe you wouldn't have been ahead of the game, like, in chess, right? So I think that this is, like, this is why I wanted to talk to you specifically, because I think a lot of people don't know that you can take advantage of every second every moment today right now like what do you want to do where do you want to go how do you want to do it you know what I mean yeah I can say that's like I totally agree and it's even though we're like it's not that like we're not doing the same thing but it's very similar in the way that uh like like I became a contractor straight up doing this because other people weren't fixing this guy's house up he posted something on Facebook my friend was like hey you want to work I'm like sure I'll learn how to do that. I'd never growing up. I've never even like my family, like I'm born to a Jewish family of workers. Like I was trained bred to do business, like just get a job nine to five, like, Oh, something broke. Call the guy. My dad used to say like, I'm a buyer, not a doer. So for me, it was like, like, it was a joke. People were like, 
Schrager, you're a contractor. Like you are the worst at that. But I found that I started, I'm a rock climber for the last three or four years I've been climbing. And I was really bad at it when I started. And it made me realize I had been, well, first I'd been totally just stagnant, like just drinking, you know, college doing whatever. And just like sitting there, like people would go to the gym. I would make fun of them because I would never do it. My, it's just insecurity. So I was like, oh, I'm never going to the gym. Fuck that. But then I started doing it and I'm like, huh, like it's really awesome to start something new mm-hmm. and progress. And that, you know, and just stuff like that. But yeah, like people see COVID and like, I know it's like, it's different for everyone, but you could see it. You could see a lot of stuff. You could take it as an excuse or an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And like, so I took mine. I was like, shit, now I've been doing this. Now I could get my yoga teacher training because when else is the world going to be stopped for me to do, you know? And it's like, it always happens in a time of crisis. You look back and you say, wow, those people struck while the iron was hot. And, you know, like maybe it's not that you can't say it's like the wrong or right thing to do. If you're not causing danger to anyone, you're not, you know, you're following what you have to do. You're not putting anyone else in like excessive danger. It's just, just if people are saying, oh, you shouldn't have been doing that. It's like, mm, you're, maybe you should have been doing that, you know? And, turning uh turning the lemons into lemonade it's not a not a new thing (laughs) Mm -hmm. and steve if people want to watch your uh short films where can they find them no they can't uh i i um yeah i like so basically uh, i'm still submitting to festivals and uh i just want to be very careful on where uh where and when i can like you know make it for like public hey everybody watch my thing but i would make it available most likely i'll make it available later on this year um but as of right now nobody nobody can see it um unless i give them unless i i don't know i I haven't created a vimeo yet um but i mean uh, soon soon enough though well not say soon but later on this year definitely they'll, they'll have the chance to see it and I want to say that that's what's exciting about this for talking about this. This is why we're chatting, because I want you guys to see, especially from two different worlds, like your potential I see in both of you. Like when Steve reached out to me, um, we had chatted in. I don't know if you know what Clubhouse is, Mike. Do you know what Clubhouse is? Mm-mm. So there's this app that um, is called Clubhouse and it is a, I think it's only on iOS right now. They're doing trial for Android right now, but um, it'll soon be like on Android and Clubhouse is basically a collaborative platform, kind of like if you were to go to like a TED talk or a conference or like a chat, you know, um, you can go into specific club rooms and discuss topics. And there are people from all over the world using this app. And Steve and I are in a mutual group that is uh, focused around acting and the film uh, industry in particular. And I was talking to a bunch of people in Clubhouse about doing um, podcasts talk about people's talents achievements and like personal development experience and whatnot and when I saw your potential particularly Steve and then when you reached out to me I was so happy because I was like dude this guy has talent this guy has power he's holding his space he's doing these different various things and he's developing himself and I want people to see like you know where did you come from who are you and why are you the way you are And then with Mike, uh, the when we had that talk, like I could see you doing your own chats, learning how to develop your skills, being in a public setting and actually connecting and collaborating with people. 
so I wanted you guys to meet so that you could see like each other's energy and also so I could like you know fill out what's going on with your guys's world so Steve like what got you here like uh, was it that inspiration of the chess board type thing where you're like I have talent I want to find out where to put this energy what kind of got you to where you are now luck all luck it's uh that's what I credit it to. Um, I'm, I never thought I would be in this position. Um, I was a guy, uh, well, sorry, I was a little boy that I don't know he wanted to take a chance on. Then I had to really grab it by the throat and force my way to get my shot. And then I got my shot. And then I took the ball and I ran with it, ran with the ball. And people, they don't, they don't have what I have. And it's like I I have this complete consistent confidence that 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 nobody can mess with me. Mm-hmm. Is that? But at the same That's time, it's together. like <laughs> <laughs> um, and so and but at the same time, it's a lot of luck because me being at the right place at the right time. You know, I I I just been fortunate to meet these many people, but it's just all been luck. Like my 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 mom and my and my father. I don't talk to my father, but you know, um, I just they, they they I guess they wanted me to do something easy. Like I don't know. I guess they wanted me to be like be like them and just work a job and stuff like that. I, and I took offense to that. Like I took offense to a lot of what they were saying. Preach. Um, and I was like, <laughs> yes. And it's like, no, I, 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 I. I I, I never said because I never said I wanted to do something easy, and um, and the path that I'm on, acting I feel like if this is a challenge, this is the challenge I want because it's something I do and it's, it was fascinating to me to be in this and to learn and it fits me so like it, it's just a perfect fit and um, so how I got here is just, it's just I just credit it all to luck. Hey man, you know luck is when opportunity meets being prepared so it's like uh, you know that how many times that opportunity presented itself to countless people that did not jump on it they weren't ready and they weren't willing that's how you know, i said before. the same thing about my love like it's just a big luck parade like just everything just works out and people was like well it's just the way you look at it yeah. <laughs> but it's like you i because before i heard what that meant like luck is operation i mean opportunity is preparation I thought his luck was like, like you just—I I didn't know there was like a, a like a definite definition of it. I thought you just—I thought you just meant being at the right place at the right time, and you're just lucky. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's like a self—it's like luck is like a self-definition, I guess. Like there's not really a definitive answer for it. And uh, I don't know. I—I I just always thought of that. Then I hear that phrase that you're just saying right now. It's like, ah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm always been prepared, no matter where I was. Um, and it's like it's crazy because, like, I was a salutatorian of my class in high school, and it's like there was people like hating on me, saying, "Oh, you don't, you didn't deserve it," and stuff like that. And it's like, like, I, it's like I, they, they, they. I'm not trying to be cocky here, but it's like they, they wish they had what I had. They knew I had the it 
factor. Like they they did it and I did. And they wanted to like try to take that in fact away. But no, it's like it's either you're born with it or you're not. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't come to you. It just is just you had that's what's called the it fact. You had it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like they knew that I I think they they just they knew, but obviously they want to just take the shine from them and try to think they're all that. Like, yeah, they can have their 15 minutes of fame and all that, but at this eventually it's like I'm going to be the one that's going to be rising on top. Not forcefully. It will just happen naturally. Mm-hmm. So, so and that's, that's a, where your luck comes from, man. <laughs> and that's why I think <laughs> with talking about this, it's a really big deal because there's a lot of people out there that don't know where they fit, like what they want. A lot of people do have that energy. They have that potential. They have that magnificence. I think that's kind of what Mike was saying about when the opportunity presents itself to you as well. Like Steve, like you were born for this. Like this is your thing. This is your passion. This is who you are. And I think that certain people need to um, learn how to figure that out and vibe with it so that they're in their field of exactly what your talent is made for. And I think that seeing you and your growth, your potential and your your confidence and all that is so amazing because I think that people have a hard time finding that within themselves as well. And I know yeah. like for me, like it can be uh, sometimes a challenge when it comes to doing something that I know I was made to do, but maybe inside there's that side of you that's like, okay, but am I like, should I be doing this? Am I doing this? What am I doing about this? So it's awesome to see like, this is your zone. This is who you are. And I hope that the people that are tuning in and listening also can see like, Hey, like maybe, you know, this, like, you know, that you're supposed to be doing it, go do it. Like stop waiting. Like don't sit there and be like, I don't know if I should take this opportunity. No, man, go do it. That's yeah. your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let me take that from the other side too. Cause for me, like, I don't really know exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. But I picture more like, so where you know exactly what you want. And I say, that's, that's awesome. Cause your life got not saying your life is easy, but it got much easier that day. You figure out, this is what I want. You know what I'm saying? Cause now you have a, now you can write that blueprint, but a lot of people don't know what they want, but it goes on the other end of it. If you're doing something like, cause it's, if you're meant to, if you see something present itself and you know, it's what you're supposed to do, you got to do that. You got to be ready. You got to jump on it. That's the luck. But it's also, if you're doing something that you know, you're not meant to do, you got to stop. Even if it's, you like the consistency, you like that it brings in the bills. Like if you're in like, let's say job A and it's not that great for you, but it, uh, it pays the bill. And sometimes you need to pay those, but on the long term, like you're not going to find what you, what you, what you want, what you like, what you're meant to be doing if you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, and, but that's where the risk comes in, where you got to go with uh, I'd rather take, cause you know, like I would say to most people, being a contractor type, like I would say an actor is more of a contractor, not consistent. Like you're not a nine to fiver. That's you. You don't know where you're going to be working in five years. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like that is probably harder for people. Most people I would imagine in the Western world, like they couldn't imagine not knowing when their neck checks. For me, it's like just a matter of following and doing what you want to do. Not what, not what you have to do, what you want to do, like not surviving, thriving. Like it's pretty, I'd say it's pretty easy to survive in the world today in the western world for most people it's damn hard to thrive though because they're throwing all this shit bells and whistles in their face you want this you want that so with all them telling us what we want i think it's hard for us to figure out what we want on on our true level Mm -hmm. 
Like I yeah. see it like Fred. And a funny way that I look at it is like I'm like Dorothy. And the reason I've had like 20 different jobs, is it Dorothy? Goldilocks, sorry. I'm like Goldilocks, except instead of just having three porridges, I've got like a hundred in front of me. I'm just trying to get through them all until I get to that one that's just right, you know? Like, yeah. that's all I want. <laughs> but, you know, like, so I could have stuck with, I had a good job. I was a, I was a cheese man, I like to call it. I was just doing like uh, shipping logistics for a dairy company. Mm-hmm. And it was good, but I just knew like this is like makes good money. I could do the normal thing, I guess you'll call it, uh, being a good little capitalist, if you will. But I just knew like well, I don't really like dairy, so I was like, ah, <laughs> it's not for me. Like the free cheese was great. But it's not good for you. It wasn't good for my tummy, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like it's uh, I think it's great because when you know what you want, it's like you just unlock the whole world and i remember like when i realized like because when i started dabbling with what i wanted to do which is like after i met my girlfriend she turned me on to yoga and i was like oh wow like this is some real stuff here like this and then i got into uh joe dispenza meditation which is like a very scientific approach to meditation and i'm like this is what i want and when i started telling like in my circles my friends and family they were like what? well they, they didn't say like that's a surprise but they're like what is what we didn't know you were this? that crazy. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, and it's funny, like, what brought me actually to this moment. Like, the reason I said yes, because I'm like, I don't know who Steve is. He's an actor. I mean, I, I've never met an actor that I didn't like, which is probably like, a lot of people say, they like, I'm like, I don't know. There's the only people that are, seem to be as weird as me. And like, <laughs> but so it's funny that a psychic and an actor all together, because this is just a little, like, I, when I was younger, I was in a bar, I was 22 and some lady can this is bloomsburg pennsylvania middle of nowhere university and this lady and these three dudes come up and this lady's got a, comes up to me and she got a box and i never see and she's like a magic box she's like i need to do something for you normally i charge a hundred bucks i'm gonna do it for free like can i please can you please let me and i'm like okay like as i have a girlfriend so like i don't she's like no no, no not that I want to read your tarot. <laughs> She's like, I want to, she goes, well, you know, it's sketchy. Like, so she, I want to read your tarot. I think you have what it takes to be a famous actor. Like you're really going to be one of the greatest actors of your generation. And the three guys with her are like, she's never been wrong. She's never been right. In my head, I'm like, yeah, I bet she's got every talent scout in Hollywood's number, this random lady in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. But that was my first experience with a psychic ever. And we did the whole thing and she tells me like, yeah, like as long as you like wait for the right opportunity to present itself. And then, so I just think it's funny that like, that was my first interaction with a psychic. And she told me like, be an actor. And now I met with another psychic and she's like, oh, you're meeting with an actor. And I'm just like, that is, that is quite the coincidence there that these three themes <laughs> keep coming together in my life. I actually did pursue it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So that's the karma that was generated all those years ago when I got that karma reading finally coming into fruition here but i did try to get headshots it actually got uh my, my appointment got canceled by covid because i was like shit i'm not going to be doing that might as well maybe this is the right time to pursue the dream maybe this is what she was talking about but once they canceled it i was like maybe not maybe i'll wait again and then you know i met a another one of my friends he's an in he does like indie movie. he's been in some netflix shows and nathan barrett if you want to look him up but he's been on you know and he was, I was talking with acting with him and he's like, yeah, give it a shot. And I, he just, I just really, I get along with you guys. I don't know. It's uh, I've always seen myself as a creative with my words and my ideas. <laughs> give me a piece of paper and art, like, forget it. It's going to be terrible, but you know, 
I, I forget where I was. I talk a lot and then I forget what I was saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but this is amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at Steve, like this potential, like I showed you his information and like where he's going and like his power is potential. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, this is on purpose. And I feel like too, Steve, like I'm super excited to see what you're going to do next and like where you're going because even with just this little momentum of like having your snowball effect, it's building, it's building, it's building. And that's what I'm curious about for you too. Like, what do you see for yourself? Maybe not in five years, cause five years, like you could be like super on top or whatever, but say like two years, what do you want to do in two years? You know, I, I, I'll say this. Um, you know, I, I take it a day at a time. I don't want to look too ahead like that. But a crazy thing I said. I said, uh, this is when I was 19. <laughs> I said this to a girl, just kind of talking to her all the time. And uh, she asked me, like, what do you see yourself in 10 years? And I blinked just said, I, I see myself winning the Academy Award for Best Actor at the age of 29 or age of 28 because the Academy Awards are right before my birthday. So for that, me being the youngest Academy Award, Academy Award male, uh, Academy Award winner to win Best Actor because the youngest was Adrian Brody at 29. For me, if I would choose to win that, if I would win, win that, I'd be 28, would be, I would be the youngest. And so uh, I... I, I, like, I, I say nothing's impossible. Anything is possible. I don't rule anything else. Uh, if you would ask me maybe three years ago, do you think that, that hope is still alive? Uh, it's a long shot. Do I believe? I mean, I'll always believe in myself. I'll take myself any day over everybody, but it's a long shot. If you ask me now, do I believe in it? There's probably a chance. It's a, it's, a, it's a better chance now than it was before, but there's that. But I mean, I'm not going to go that route. I was saying I'm going to win the Academy Award in two years. I'm not going to go that route. Um, but two years, um, I I feel like um, I know I, I, I would love to be just doing back-to-back -back big projects, you know, you know, maybe working with Scorsese to to to, to uh, Christopher Nolan uh, to Ryan Coogler. It's like doing all these big projects and people knowing really who I am. And it's like just uh, you know, just keep just working, just keep on working because I don't like to be honest. I don't do vacations. Mm -hmm. um, I after if I'm done on a big set, maybe three weeks later I'll be on another set. That's what I just want to keep on doing. I just want to. I just want to go, just keep going. Like, hell, De Niro, it's like, he does, he's done like a billion movies and stuff. And he's like in his seventies. And it's like, see, that's, that's, that's the kind of thing I want to do. Cause like, I don't want to retire. I, I wanted to, you know, I, when I came into this, like, I don't want, I don't want to do something that, that I have to retire in my late thirties. It's like, I just want to do this forever and not really worry about what I want to do next, you know? And, and this is something that I can just do that because it's all, it's all at the end of the day with acting it comes from your mind. And it's like you have to like be 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 in that presence in that moment. And I know for me, I'm always 
always have a young soul. So me being my 50, 50s or 60s, I'll still be fine. Mm -hmm. I know my mentally, I'll still be there. Um, so I, in two years, I, I, I just see myself in like bigger projects. It's just really hard to like pinpoint specifically because it's like, I, I just don't want to get too ahead of myself because I really, I, I move, I move in silence. Mm -hmm. if, if there's this, there, I think then, and this, this, I think a tarot card called the silent assassin that you move in silence. And, uh, that struck with me because that is me. I, I like to not let people know what I'm, what I'm going to do or my next move because, because the moment you ask is I'm already doing my next move. So, uh, that's, that's where I would like to, and that's how I would answer that question. I love that. I actually, and that leads perfectly into this part that I am so excited to talk about. So in spirituality, mixing with the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all together as one, there's something called the awakening of the mind, which is literally what you were talking about. And it's it says, and I quote, this type of awakening comes when you experience a major epiphany or sudden mental realization. This deep understanding does not necessarily translate to integrated experience, but it does feel like an astonishing flash of enlightened perspective that can help you mentally understand life. And I think when you're talking about this, especially like being ahead of the game, being like that chess piece, I feel like life for people who are as talented as you and can be on board with that luck and really pass into their energy and be ahead of the game. Those people need to think about this type of an epiphany, for instance. And like literally what you're just saying is like, I don't want people to know where I'm coming in next because it's an unexpected advancement. It's an unexpected uh, building to your grand, you know, whatever, what's coming into the picture. And I think that that's an amazing, like fascinating thing. Be in that awakening of the mind. Would you say your first interaction with uh being on set like on a set itself was your epiphany of like this is what i'm doing like i want to find out how i can connect with these people i want to be on here what would you say that epiphany was for you me going to new york in 2018 they say if you can make it to new york or you can make it anywhere well I made it, <laughs> this is crazy how I went there. I will never forget that moment um, because my, my manager, shout out to my manager, Cap, she, uh, she got me, uh, a, 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 you know, she got, got me cast or something. I got a, I got booked for all. And so it was filming in New York. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to New York. And I bought my ticket and all that stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and then uh, um, I'm like, I'm, where am I staying? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I'm staying with them. And then I'm on set and I'm like, come on, I'm in set in New York City. And like I feel like that moment, because even prior to that moment, I was talking to someone I did a play with, and he's telling me about New York. After like after he's like after I came back to New York, it was like some type of magic. Like it just felt magical. And I'm like, okay. So uh, I, I don't know if like, I go to New York and I, I, it didn't really hit me that I'm in New York until after I was wrapped on set. Oh my because gosh. Because now I'm going to 
I'm like, I'm in New York. Like, I, I, I'm in JFK Airport and it's raining. I feel like Vegas weather just went to New York weather because I, 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 for me, it, I didn't feel the difference. Um, and so uh, I know, like, the next day was, you know, it was a bit chilly, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like too extreme. It's like, it's nothing that I haven't really felt before. Cause Vegas doesn't get chilly here, too. Um, so, yeah, after I was running from set, I'm like, you're telling me I'm done? I thought, because I thought it was going to be longer. So I'm like, you're telling me I can just chill? I can just visit New York? And so I, I just I went around visiting New York. Stuff and I, was, I was just there for two days. Um, and um, it was just so, it was so unbelievable, the whole experience. And coming back after that, I got cast in another film. And I'm like, this is after I come back to New York. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> New York has some really, like my my guy was right that he that New York does have magic powers because, mm-hmm. it, I mean, I got cast like right, right, like right after I came back, and um, that's when I knew, yep, I'm, I'm, this is where th- I'm supposed to do this. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, I'm not. I don't regret nothing. I'm glad everything that's happened. I'm thankful. Yep, I'm in the right place. I, and I, and I, and I that's awesome. That's really awesome. I would say your chess thing when you were, even though you're only in third grade, that's your first epiphany. That's your first attempt. That's, uh, let's call it, the universe giving you a sign. And you probably read it as, I, I'm patient. I'm more patient. They didn't pick this game up as much. A bunch of little kids, I imagine, you're watching them and everyone's moving pieces and you're just sitting there like, huh, I can anticipate their moves. They're not doing that. Maybe I don't work the same way. Maybe I should dig into this, double down in this and kind of make that my vibe. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe yes. But that's awesome, man. That's so funny though. Like your view of New York is so radically different than mine because I, so I was born in a hospital in New York, actually. And... Mm -hmm. Every time, like, for me, like, it's like it's kind of shitty, but like, when my family gets sick, like, they go to the hospital in New York City. So, New York City to me is like one, the place you go when your family's sick, and two, like, it's a lot of traffic. My mom works there, so I would go with her to work, walk around the city all the time. So, it's like, it's always funny to me when I like, because sometimes I rag on it, and then I'm like, wow, like, people would like, you know, they'd give their fucking finger to come see this for a day, and I'm just like, fuck this place. So, you gotta always, uh, try to see it from everyone's eyes you know like it's like i'm sure like there's people that see like when i pulled up into vegas i drove so when i was in arizona and then i we drove from scottsdale to sedona beautiful especially when you come from where i'm from and like there's just cars i have a two-lane three-lane highway about a mile away that i think a million or more people pass through every day that's like the stat they're commuting to the city i live so new jersey you know is like mostly south but then that top corner is actually north of New York City. Mm-hmm. I am in that top corner. I'm north of New York. So I'm in the spot where no, like everybody works in the city. But yeah, like, so when I saw this open space, I'm like, holy shit, I could see like more than just houses, neighborhoods. Like I see mountains. And But I'll tell you, man, when you drive from Sedona to the Grand Canyon, or no, I guess you don't have to start at Sedona. Beautiful drive. But I drove from the Grand Canyon to Vegas. And I'm with my girlfriend and I remember like, just nothing for so long, but it's like a beautiful nothing. 
then I turned and it was night. And this was like one of the reasons I want to go to Vegas because I'm not a big gambler or partier. But we went for the climbing at Red Rocks. And I was like, I want to eat at the buffet, which is closed. Kind of sucks. Caesars. But I turned oh, that corner from Grand Canyon. Yeah. But when I but I wanted like when I turned that corner, I got that Hollywood movie, not of Hollywood, but that movie view of like, you know, you've seen it before. Like I'm a big movie guy. I've seen them all. And like yeah. when they turn that mountain and I was like, it doesn't do it justice when you see it on when I'm like, wow, like, because I look at that and I'm like, this must be bigger than New York City. And I'll tell you right now, geographically, I know nothing, but I'm just going to guess like Vegas is huge. It's got to be a huge city. Like I'm looking at it. And I'm like, what the it's never ending. Like you, I'm like, what the heck? Like, but that was some of the most beautiful stuff. And it's like to me, that's like the ultimate beauty because I'm so used to like the New York City hustle. That's why I am how I am. Though. It's like everyone in New York is like, got to get mine, got to get. And I'm just like do i though or do I, i'm just gonna chill like everyone wants to be the best and i'm like i just want to be <laughs> I so it's funny that. how like you yeah you, you go for what you it's always the grass is greener of course i recognize that yeah but it is weird like because you know like i've been to a lot of major cities around the world and they're all similar but different but none are like new york like i mean none are none are like each other really but mm-hmm. they're all like you know, like, even, like, the typically, like, except for, like, I mean, like, I might offend some people here, but, like, San Francisco was the worst. <laughs> I was paying paying top dollar prices for lower than Vietnam quality, because when I was in Vietnam, everyone's like, it's so dirty. How are you going to be in? I was in there a month, all the city, like, to both major cities. I saw most, not most of the country, but I saw a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I saw not a lot of it in perspective, but more than I've seen of my own state. So, yeah, like, People are like, oh my God, you were in Hanoi? Like, how dirty was it? And I was like, better than most Americans. I think the same, except Chicago. Chicago's really nice. That's the only one I've been to that I'm like, this is I, really clean. I love, I love Chicago. So, I mean, it's so clean. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want to say, like, <laughs> this is so spectacular, too, because um, with like your talent, right? So, let's talk about that specifically. Like, Steve, like, seeing New York was your magic apple, right? And that's like the big apple, right? It's that big vibe of like, I'm an actor, I belong here. This is my magic, this is my medicine. I want to thrive here, and this is who I am. And then, Mike, with you talking about when you go to Sedona and you see that magic like that's you dude like you need to be that practitioner that healer oh yeah and that's what i'm saying is like with your guys's talents and everything like you feel that when you're in your Mm -hmm. place you see it and you're like this is my shit this is who i am i'm gonna do this right now well i've had that spiritual awakening knocking at my door for i think i've had maybe four of them two were more like just awakenings, like just wake up. Like I didn't even think they were spiritual, they were, but they were epiphanies. And I could say, like when I was, when I was thirteen, my parents got divorced. But even before that, I knew, like I was new. I'm like they did everything right because the right thing to do for me was like go to school, get a master's degree. That's what your parents did. Like get a job, work at your job. That's how to be happy. But I would be like, you're saying this is how to be happy, but you're blatantly unhappy. So I'm like, this is not matching up to me. Like you're telling me one thing, but you're obviously so obviously doing another and now they're happy you know like god for them like they figured it out they just shouldn't have been together i'm glad they were together because this guy but you know and i have siblings they're all right you know nothing special but love you guys but uh yeah like and i just realized like okay so i could do everything right 
and still it's just not so i'm like well maybe not but but i was only 13 so i'm like i'll let it pass and then the next one didn't come till i was 24 or 5 my friend was living his dad was living in uh, hong kong because he's english so they were or his dad was living in thailand they bounced him from like hong kong and then england hong kong u.s and then thailand shout out to simpson and his fam and uh yeah like they travel more and he's like you want to go to thailand my dad lives there and i'm like hmm, why not like but i never thought i ever would and it was just like a kind of whim thing like he was like i was just like fuck it and so i'm still like and this is a point in my life where i was very miserable because i was like i was looking into that tunnel i had just graduated college i was working at five guys as a manager and oh, i loved it i like i love making food for people like kitchen work yeah it kind of sucks but it's like when i'm at a desk job i'm just like i just i'm not satisfying any like there's nothing I need to see the gratitude. Like it's, I can't just be doing something like pressing a button and getting paid to press the button. That's not going to work for me. But at least when I've ever delivered food, but a food worker, like you give them the food, they smile. It's just much better. But so I was like, you know, I'm not leaving much. Like I had my degree. I'm just working in a food place. So I'm like, oh, I'll go for, and I went for three weeks. And I remember like the second day, I actually called my mom. I'm like, you guys and all the people at school and the all of society in New York, like you guys have been lying to me. My whole life you've been telling me, if you want to be happy, you have to make a lot of money. You know what you see in Thailand? You see everyone is smiling. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. They're all smiling. And it's not like, oh, they're just happy to see. They don't even see. They're just happy. And I'm just like, wait, they're poor. And yes, they are not rich by our standards in Bangkok. Like, it's not a, it's not New York City. It's like, it's, but there, when you walk around New York City, you do not see, you see, like, <laughs> no, like they have all the money. But when I'm in, when I was in Thailand, I was like, what? I like call my mom. I'm like, yeah, you can be happy with no money. Why have you? And so that was my, another like integrated uh, experience, epiphany. Before you, and that, they were nice to me. Before you they go were nice to me. your yeah. next one, Steve, what were you going to say? What did you see when you were looking in New York with people's faces? Mm. Oh, they were nice to me. <laughs> uh, man, uh, you were very helpful. Uh, I... I can see why they say New York is dirty. I see why they say that. Um, see, uh, hell, taking a shower was awesome. Um, Wait, when what? I was walking, oh, because like I don't, I don't know. It's just like I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like the water is smooth in New York or something like that. I don't know. It's just, it just it has it harder just water. They have harder water. That's why the bagels taste so good in New Jersey and New York and, and pizza and stuff. It's because of the way they make the dough. The water is actually different. I don't know what it means when they say the water. It's harder or softer, but something about pool. Like, it ruins their pool water, but it's good for bagels. But it is, the water is different. That's a fact. That's yeah, like and I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed taking a shower and the food was awesome. Uh, let's see. Um, um, yeah. um, and then me just walking. Uh I, I'm using. I, I just want to like get used to. Okay, I'm be taking the subway. Well, I'm really taking the subway right now. Okay, I'm walking through Times Square, walking through Manhattan. It's just like I. I just never see. Like I just never thought that I'd be walking in these 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 places. And no, and you and you uh, you said that you know Vegas is big. No, it's actually small. New York is big, way bigger than Vegas. Vegas is you no, know, and you know I me. Mean? I'm like I'm like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be. It's, I, for me, I feel like I'm going to be in Home Alone 3, Boston, New York again, you know, so. Yeah, uh, that, 
that's so funny because I'm just like so simple that like the fact that you can't see a lot of New York when you're there to me I was like well I see all of Vegas it's big in New York you can only see like a, a few feet in front of you because the buildings like, must be smaller <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so cool see this is what I'm talking about I love this this is so cool to see that because you know what I've never been to New York but I used to live in Vegas and I obviously live in Arizona and the uh, I've been to San Francisco and to me like if I were going to relate like New York I would look at San Francisco probably as my closest like visual kind of building skyscrapers Same. Same. it's That's not that old looking though San Francisco is really old looking. They have a lot of historical rules or something. Mm. They have really. I think San Francisco, to me, I feel like San Francisco is like New York. I feel like it's it's a New York, it's a newer New York in a way. That's how I thought of it when I I went to New York. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of San Francisco. And uh, because of the bridges and then all the buildings and stuff like that, and then how it looks in the night. Uh, so you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're not you're not wrong, Carol. You're not wrong. So. That's yeah. so cool. There's cities cities by the water too. It's not the you know. And I want to talk about like uh, I want to hear Mike's other epiphanies as well. But really quick, I want to put you guys into perspective of like you guys are like the two parts of me, like so fascinating because like Steve with you like I know that I have the talent to be an actress I'm gonna be an actress I'm going to be in shows and films and whatever it's coming I already know I have it planned out and then with Mike like me being a spiritual leader and a practitioner and a healer like I know that that is my passion I'm going to help as many people as I can and be a part of the community and collaboration so it's so awesome to be sitting here with both of you I am so grateful for this mm. so thank oh, don't you get mad but I also think that one day I'll be a successful actor Do and it. I have nothing to back this up and you know you could say like everybody thinks that and yeah it's probably right but I have no grounds to this I just think I you know I mean I I acted like a contractor for the first two months while I didn't know how to do anything that was my first gig but no obviously like and I saw like when I was at my teacher training like the guy like because I was like oh, I could do it and then I saw like Nathan put on like in the middle of his thing he started quoting we're doing something sun and the moon and he busted out this full Shakespeare like Romeo and Juliet like you are the sun and I and I was just like like I was crying I was like wow because I've never seen like acting on that personal level and he because he's like a he's Canadian and he's classically uh like he went to like school for it and everything he's mm-hmm. not just like a guy and to see like when he turned that on I was like oh that's not what I do that's like he is he is that guy he is Romeo like he was Romeo for that moment totally and I think it's a different, it's a skill that I one day plan on trying because got to try everything at least once, you know, I can't, if I live my whole life without at least getting my head shots in and trying to go for a gig, how am I going to, you know, like, how am I going to be able to look back and be like, well, what could have been? So yeah, yeah don't yeah. be mad about it though. <laughs> no, I think that that's yeah, awesome. Like, yeah. And my, yeah, that's, that's on the agenda for me sometime. And then if you wanted to get, back to my my latest epiphany Mm -hmm. (laughs) was the weirdest one though this was the most spiritual one the one before that after time was when i took a my first yoga class with my now girlfriend and i just remember being in like a twist and they even say like twists are very cleansing when you push your body in that position 
And I just got so like emotional and I had been trying to quit cigarettes and I was just like, what? Why do I even smoke that? What is this? And I just like stopped like that day consistently smoking. Now I'll have one every once in a while. I don't really, it doesn't, but like I was smoking a lot and I just like, just in a single moment, I realized like the amount of power behind just thought alone and like these poses, these ancient poses. Like, so that was a little epiphany that like, I don't know, like I don't, I can't explain it, but I knew yoga was like so powerful in that moment. And I knew it wasn't just because of the postures or something else. And then my last one was like in a banana pose in yoga, which is like just very contorted. And for whatever reason, like I just had this like, like a, like it seemed like someone was like shooting information into my head in um, just energy, but it was in like a language I couldn't read. But then all of a sudden, like, and I've had that before many times in my life. I'm sure Kiara, you have too. I think everyone gets it, but they're too focused on their physical world that they don't see these, uh, they're like messages trying to be downloaded into your brain, mm -hmm. but I couldn't translate the message. So I've been just being, and I've always felt these things. Sometimes I get like intuition and I'm like, what is this feeling? And I know someone's trying to tell me something, but I don't know what, but this time I was like, the message was clear. And it was like, this is not your first, it's not even your first hundredth or thousandth life that you've been trying to spread this message of alternative lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I just, I've never, I never believed in rebirth. I was not against it. Like I it wasn't like, it's definitely not real, but I was like, really? But then in that moment, I was just like, oh man, like, how many lives have I been doing this for? Like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. And then you even said to me that we've been like kind of doing this dance through the lifetimes around each other in this nice little duet. And now we're on the same team. I'm really interested in that. I, <laughs> that kind of blew my mind. <laughs> but because, and I don't know, it was just like this moment where I was like, there is something. And I'm not going to say like, definitely like there's a rebirth cycle but i will tell you like i will stand and i will die by this fact there is something going on that has yet to be explained completely there mm -hmm. is more to this than we know this is not and hey man like you're a writer director actor you know right now what you see is not the real thing like i had to write a movie i mean i thought i did for a project for uh, my digital video editing class mm -hmm. i was more supposed to just show my ability to edit Mm -hmm. I chose to show my ability to write, direct, and act. Oh my God. But like you said, when I went, when I got the camera set up, my two friends that were going to help me, they, once I had the camera set up, then they were too high. They were like, no, nah, man, I don't want to be on camera anymore. So I had to use myself as three human characters. And then I put two wiener dogs as the, the bad guys. It was about an evil weird. <laughs> and I did all the editing and everything. And it was like an eight minute video that took me literally like 30 hours. <laughs> so when you said that, I was like, yeah, that really hits home. But like, that was also just like how you were saying, like, it is like people will, they will, you will give them the opportunity, like nothing against the person you were talking about, but like you give them it spoon feeds them like, yeah, you want to be in this movie, you set it up. And then when it comes time, it's like to shit or get off the pot, they leave, <laughs> like, you know? That is so cool. I'm so happy that we got to talk about this with you guys. I think that it's amazing to see both of your development. I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do in the future. And Mike, like, I want to talk about what we're talking about in a future episode for sure, like, and chat all about yeah. that. Um, but Steve, yeah. I want to know in the last couple of minutes, is there anything in particular that you want to share or that you feel like you want to talk about before we say where we can find you guys and all that at the end. Like, what do you mean? What 
would you love to say about maybe your like passion or future uh, with this industry? Like, what do you want to continue to grow towards? You mentioned earlier that um, you want to keep working and keep it a surprise and just keep going and going. Anything else that you'd love to say about that? Uh, yeah, well, um, so acting and, acting, and writing is my, acting and writing are my main passions. You know, I just want to keep growing as an actor. I feel there, there's just levels to this. And I just want to keep on going to the next level. And with this industry, it's it's never ending. And that's what I like, because if there's an end to it, you're going to feel complacent. It's just kind of human nature thought that you'll get to that point. And I don't want to ever feel that way. That's why I tell people even in love or or even in business or, or other types of things. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be comfortable. I just want to be me. Mm-hmm. If I'm me with, with being very grounded and just knowing that my, my purpose is still there and it's still strong, then I, then, then, no, then nobody can fuck with me really. And um, so I, um, I just want to, I just want to keep on growing. Even if I'm a, a seasoned, mature actor it's just still the process of just keep on growing because i knew how i started and i knew that there's people out there are are still trying to break in and stuff i mean and it's hard but Mm -hmm. i know that as long as i keep working at it i I, and i i i I don't i don't pay attention to other people because i because other people can look at other people and feel like very insecure and stuff i don't i i just i i mean i'm aware but I, I don't like basically events and invest my time like, oh shit, like damn, she did that. Oh my god, I gotta do that too. Like no, I I know what I gotta do. And I, I have and I and I have to keep on doing what I gotta do in order to succeed. And uh, you know, I'm always here to help out people. I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm not selfish like that. But, you know, I uh, I will stand my ground and uh, I will protect this this goal that I have, and is, and I'll say this: this dream, it was really uh, the little boy, a little boy's dream that he wanted to be. He wanted to be an actor. As the adult, I just wanna, I just wanna do right by the little kid. The little, the little kid is me, and um, I want to make him happy by by accomplishing his, you know, his his dream of doing this. And this is a goal of mine, trying to. Just keep on going with this. And uh, am I tired? I'm always tired, but I'm not. But it's not like I can't keep on going. It's like it takes a lot for me to go down. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I meet other like-minded people, and it's wonderful. Uh, and there will be people that are jealous and that'll hate that'll hate on you, and uh, you know, stuff that I just brush off and I live with it. So not and the, and the one thing also that keeps me going too is that at the end of the day, I have nothing to lose. So it's like when you, when you have nothing to lose, that makes you the dangerous one. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can, I can keep on doing this and stuff like that and not worry about it because I don't I don't share my business out there in the universe. It's all everything's here. That's why nobody knows anything. I'm I'm it's such an oxymoron, but I'm private. I'm private and public. No, that's so, good. And Real G's move in silence like lasagna. Thank you. <laughs> yes. That's, and that, that is that that is the key. You just gotta move in silence, and like people can guess what you're doing, but if they don't really know, then all they can do is guess. And and it's, it's me to just like show them, like, oh, that's what you thought. 
this is what really happened and stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, I just want to keep on growing. And just I just want to keep on growing. That's what it is. I just want to keep on growing as an actor um, and just keep on going through this journey. That's uh, And also giving back to, I want to kind of show, not show people, but just like tell them like, you can do this. You mm -hmm. can. You just really to believe in yourself 110%. There's people, you can't please everybody. Mm -hmm. If you know you're supposed to do this, then do it. Yeah, so man. what? So what? So what? They said no. Ooh. So what? What does that? What does that mean? That's the like. It, I compare it to like me being in a relationship, or I get I've gotten rejected by women, mm -hmm. and it's like I how I let's say I get let's say people say no on castings. I could put I I kind of diverted back to me being, being rejected by women. When I get rejected by women, what's the worst thing that can happen if, if, if like you know with the women? She says no. All right, that's it. My life goes on. Same thing with the casting. I put my heart and I put all my work in. They say no. At least I gave it what I got. And with that, I'm okay with that. And I'll live with it. So there's that. Thank you, Steve. That's so awesome. That's perfect, man. And something like I'm a pretty uh, intuitive person. Like that might be, that's one of my like talents. And like, I can tell you right now, like I could see if whether you know it or not, there's nothing stopping that train. That, that You're moving, man. You say you want to keep growing. I don't even think you have to say that goes without saying from this conversation. People are gonna they're gonna know that. Like we're not we're not stopping you, man. But that's really incredible. Like it's good to see it's coming coming into fruition, you know? It's like well, pieces I, I, chessboard, I'll, baby. <laughs> I, uh, but I'll say this. I'm not I'm not I'm not a I'm not a somebody I'm not there yet. I'm not a somebody. I'm still I'm no. still a nobody. You're because I, I, I feel like when you when you're somebody you'll know. For right. me, like that hasn't that hasn't happened yet. I mean, I know I will be. No, you'll know because people will start lying about you with no consequence when you become a. So I tell you, I learned in school when you become a public figure, you actually become a different type of citizen, and you no longer have the same privacy rights. So people can write anything about you, and the only time they'll get in trouble is if they admit that they were lying. So there you go. That's why. That's when you'll know. You'll know it when you hear stuff like Steve Delgado does this. Well, I didn't do that. Like, what the hell? <laughs> well, good thing I might be. I'll be friends with them. It's like, hey, you better not post shit like that. If not, I'm yeah. so, well, you know, that's when right kind of you know you made it when the when the when the naysayers come out to say nay, kind of rain on your parade. It's like because that's why it's good. Like what you're doing, it's like you're uh, you're biting. You know, you're keeping it in. You don't want to show all your cards. You don't want. I mean, chess. Keep it as chess. Let's stick with one thing. Like you got that. You're running your move. Like, you know you're doing the poison pawn or whatever with the moves. I don't know any of them. I watched that chess show. It's pretty cool, though. But, you know, like, you got your pieces in place. And everybody could see your pieces that are in place. But we can't see what's in your head. Only you could see that. Well, only you know that. <laughs> I want to say just so much thanks to you guys for being on here with me. I can't wait to do more future stuff, focusing on anything that we want to chat about in the future. But thank you guys so much for taking this time to sit with me. Um, as far as finding you guys, how would you like people to find you? Uh, you go first. Cause there's not much to find. Well, I'll go first because I'm already talking. But you can find me on 
Facebook, Mike Schrager, S-C-H-R-A-G-E-R. I have like 20 friends, but Instagram, I got like five posts. But, you know, if you want to reach out and be like, hey, like, I agreed with you. I disagree with you. You suck. Like, feel free. I might not answer, but maybe I'll post some pictures of Sedona soon. Maybe Costa Rica. You know, like, yeah, I got some pictures. Oh, so my Instagram is MJ schrager 22 so m-j-s-c-h-r-a-g-e-r 22 and it is very low in content like i also move in silence I actually deleted my old instagram and facebook because some people don't believe in a rebirth cycle like spirit i believe in a rebirth cycle in the same body i think i've lived three or four lives already in this body so <laughs> when i was done with that life i kind of deleted all my social media and made new ones because i don't want any of that well, so I'm find excited. me if you want. There's nothing on there really, but feel free to send a message. I'm I've, excited I'll to build answer. with you, dude. It'll be awesome. Yeah. And yeah. for you, you find Steve. me here. <laughs> uh, so for me, you can find me on Instagram. Not two ways you can find me on Instagram. You can just type in Steve Delgado. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can find me on that. There's a, a big cheesy smile or the hedgehog's pretty cheesy smile. Or if you want to type in my username, is Mr. Stevie D. So Mr. Dot Stevie S T E V I E E D. So that's that's me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Real Stevie D. Um, same thing, Real S T E V I E E D. And uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Real Steve Delgado. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. And my and then you got my website too steve-delgado.com so, yeah. I'll post all of that stuff for you guys tuning in and you can check out our amazing friends here with Mike we're going to be doing some more expanded talks about the rebirth stuff so look forward to that coming up very soon and anything in the future that you guys want to hear just let me know definitely in the podcast this has been Kiara Spirituality with my amazing guests Steve and Mike and thank you guys so much I'm so appreciative Thanks for having us. Thanks for holding the space. It was so nice to meet you, Steve. Uh, Kiara, nice to yeah. see you again. And man, I'm, I'm inspired. And you keep killing it. You're going to make it. I mean, you're already in the process of making it. I don't got to tell you, but you're getting there. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kiara. Thanks so much for holding it down. Uh, Mike, I, 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 I'm, thank you for, you know, sharing all the stuff and being you being open like that and just being a little vulnerable and i mean it's not easy to be a little vulnerable like that so uh for me to just to listen um and one of the great things in acting is you gotta listen so for me to just to hear you it's, it's been incredible so thank you i am so awesome. happy i met you guys so this has been that thanks guys <laughs>